This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but instead of burgers and pies, we sling interesting facts, stories, recipes, and uses for a specific ingredient every episode. My name is Ben Birchall, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Naismith. Hi, Em. Hello. Hi, Ben. Hi, everyone. Um, Today is our beer episode. So I wanted to start off, Ben, by asking, what's your favorite beer in the whole world? Well, it changes seasonally. Like in winter, it's probably like a white rabbit dark ale by the fire. But then in summer, it's maybe like a Four Pines India summer ale. That's just what I'm drinking right now, which is why I'm saying it. What's uh, what's yours? My favorite beer is Maggie beer. Um, <laughs> but I guess aside from that, if we're actually talking beer in the form of alcohol, um maybe like a sour beer or some kind of Japanese beer off off the tap. Um, but yeah, we're just going to say Maggie beer for all okay. intents and purposes today. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think we're going to be fighting about that, but uh, let's go. <laughs> well, I've got a bit of a mystery for the first round. Whoa. Um, to start us off, I'm keen to know, what was the first beer that kind of got you into drinking beer? Uh, it was... Uh, my mum's going to listen to this. So it was definitely after 1996 and, yeah. uh, no, it was, it was, it was Carlton cold. I was about 15 mm. and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same as me. <laughs> really? Um, that is exactly what I'm going to talk about. Coldies, Carlton cold, such a favorite, mainly because they're very, very cheap. And lots of people used to drink them at parties, kind of when I was converting from UDLs into something a little bit more sophisticated, yeah, like a Colby. Um, do you remember the special edition range they did called Cold Shots? <laughs> no, but it sounds like it wouldn't <laughs> pass muster with uh, regulators. Yeah, not these days. So they were Coldies with a shot of vodka added. <laughs> yep. um, I don't specifically remember having that, but it's what a lot of my friends remember about Coldies. Anyway... They were a low-grade beer sold wrapped in, like, tough glad wrap. No fancy cardboard here. Very easy to drink, very watery, very sweet. Um, Someone I know once told me they're not technically beer. I think that's because of, like, all the chemicals, all the sugar or something. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it is. I think they're technically beer. Um, Anyway, I wanted to try and track down coldies to see if my tastes have changed in the past 15 to 20 years because I used to love coldies. Like, all my friends didn't like them, but I was like, yes, this is a very, very good beer. Um, But they're really hard to track down. Mm. So, first of all, I went to Liquorland, and the lovely Rob told me that he thought they stopped making it. Mm. Looked it up on his computer, no stock at any stores. Then I went to BWS, and the lovely Gen Z, I would say, assistant there had never heard of it. She asked me the colour of the packaging, and I said, like, dark blue, blue. And they wondered if I was getting confused with Carlton Dry. And they thought I was an absolute idiot, which to be fair, I was because I spent my whole weekend trying to track down coldies. Um, They looked it up on their computer and it was listed on there, but not in stock. And she's like, so it does exist. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it exists. (laughs) And then I went to Dan Murphy's and I was just looking at all the 
all the beers trying to work out where the coldies were and a young guy came up and he's like do you need any help and I said I'm trying to track down Carlton cold and he's like do you mean a Carlton that is cold (laughs) (laughs) no I mean a coldie um so I went home empty-handed did a bit more research Wikipedia doesn't say they don't exist they, it says, launched in 1993, the original alcohol level for the drink was 4.9%. However, in 2009, it was dropped to 4.0%. And recently, in 2013, it was dropped down to 3.5%. The availability of Carlton Cold is in 355ml bottles and 375ml cans. So, they've been playing around with the Coldy formula. Yeah. That's fine. It's a mid-strength. No more shot of vodka inside. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. they really toned it down. <laughs> but they're not discontinued, apparently. So I went to check the Carlton Cold website to see if they have any stockist info, but the website's down. Mm. Curious. Um, and there are a few places online that apparently sell it by the case, but I didn't really want 24 colonies, no, <laughs> no offense. Nobody does. Uh, <laughs> so eventually I found a celebrations that you could buy a single Coldy bottle for $2.99. And have it shipped to you for four times the price of that. (laughs) (laughs) So I went with that. Delivery the next day. Perfect. Then I got an email. Your order has been cancelled and refunded. I just want my single coldie. So you haven't been able to track it down? I haven't. Something fishy is going on. There's no coldies anywhere. I did a little search on Instagram. And the last time someone posted a picture of a coldie with the hashtag Carlton Cold is October 13, 2020. So I went to the big dogs at CUB who make Carlton Cold, perhaps made Carlton Cold, um, and I contacted their media department, um, no response, fired up my LinkedIn to contact the one person I know who works at CUB, no response. What is going on? What is going on? Okay. All right. Um, That sounds like the listeners need to get on I know. They do. So if you've seen a coldie around recently, let me know. I'm going to do an update if any more information comes to light. Mm. A special coldie episode. However, my hunch is that the coldie is no longer being made. Perhaps it just slipped off into the beer graveyard with no fanfare. No one noticed. People have moved on to other beers. I've moved on to other beers. Come full circle and basically only drink non-alcoholic beers mostly. (laughs) So I can't confirm this info. I don't want to be breaking news here on Ingridopedia without confirming the death of Coldies from CUB itself. Okay. But let me just say, CUB, your silence is deafening. Emily, would you say that the trail has gone (laughs) cold? (sighs) Yes. I guess I would. I guess I would. (laughs) Okay. So there was always going to be a chance that, um, A, yes, I would be bringing dad jokes to the uh, beer episode, but um, always the chance that I was going to be bringing Civil War facts. Okay. i got to be honest with you, though. Um, beer wasn't as big in the Civil War as you might assume. In fact, uh, this is from an article in Beer and Brewer magazine. In fact, the large-scale production of the popular American-style Pilsner started with a Union veteran named Adolphus Bush after the war was over. You may have heard of him. He married a lady named Lily Eberhard Anhauser, today Anhauser Bush. InBev is the largest brewing company in the world and probably own Carlton Cold. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll get them onto it. Okay, we'll get them onto it. So I'm not going to talk about Civil War. That was oh. – I brought up the Civil War in order to not talk about the Civil War. I just switched on yeah. all my neurons in my brain trying to concentrate. But I do want to – I, well, I want to talk about history. Okay. Uh, and history going back further than me getting drunk on Carlton Cold in 1993. Um, I want to talk about witches. Okay. Um, 
Beer drinking witches. Well, beer making witches. Okay, so this is, there's an article on the conversation called Women Used to Dominate the Beer Industry Until the Witch Accusations Started Pouring In, Mm -hmm. which will give you an idea of what I'm about to talk about. Um, Really not much of a (laughs) clickbaity (laughs) headline there. Uh, It's by Lakin Brooks, a doctoral student of English at the University of Florida. Um, To start with, um, this isn't from the article, this is from outside research, that only in the United States, only 11% of brewers are women. Um, uh, as an aside, 91% of breweries are owned by white men, but that's a whole mm. other fact. Um, but yeah, so 11% of brewers are women, very male dominated, but it wasn't always the case. So from, uh, this is from Lake and Brooks's article, from the Stone Age to the 1700s, ale and later beer were, was a household staple for most families in England and other parts of Europe because the beverage was such a common part of the average person's diet. Fermenting was, for many women, one of their normal household tasks. So they'd make beer at home for their families. Some enterprising women took this household skill to the marketplace and began selling beer. So if you travel back in time to the Middle Ages or the Renaissance and went to a market in England, you'd probably see an oddly familiar sight. Women wearing tall, pointy hats. In many instances, they'd be standing in front of big cauldrons, but they weren't witches. They were brewers. That's so awesome. So they wore the tall pointy hat so that the customers could see them in the crowded marketplace. You know, look for the pointy hat, find the lady selling the beer. Uh, They transported their brew in cauldrons. Um, They sold their beer out of stores that had cats, not as demon familiars, but to keep mice away from the grain. Uh, And some argue that iconography that we associate with witches from the pointy hat to the cauldron originated from women working as master brewers. There's some argument around that. There are are other uh, influences, cultural influences on on the way we see witches, but brewers may have been part of it. So um, just as women were establishing their foothold in the beer markets of England, Ireland and the rest of Europe, the Reformation began. Uh, The religious movement, which originated in the early 16th century, preached stricter gender norms and condemned witchcraft. And male brewers saw this as an opportunity. To reduce their competition in the beer trade, some accused female brewers of being witches and using their cauldrons to brew up magic potions instead of booze. And unfortunately, the rumours took hold. Over time, it became more dangerous for women to practice brewing and sell beer because they could be misidentified as witches. At the time, being accused of witchcraft wasn't just a social faux pas. It could result in prosecution or a death sentence. So women accused of witchcraft were often ostracized in the communities, imprisoned, or even killed. Oh, that sucks. So Being yeah. a witch is cool now. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that like modern day beers don't have any witch iconography because like there's like a million beers that have like white guy, like, oh, this is the first guy that brewed beer in Australia. Yeah. It'd be way cooler if it's like, no, this is This is the witch. This is the beer that the witches used this to brew. This is the cool ass witch. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, you're right, the, the white, old white guy iconography and old white guys are absolutely dominant in the beer world. So, where we are today, even in progressive craft breweries in the United States, only 17% have a female CEO and only 4% have a female brewmaster. Mm. So, yeah, uh, those witch hunters have got a lot to answer for. Definitely. Ben, you like beer. Mm. But do you like all beer? Uh, are there any you think are actively terrible? I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's probably some that... Don't uh, say coldies. No, look, I, I think that there's a time and a place for all beer. Even mm. beers that are like 
objectively bad and poorly made beers. Like, yeah. if it's cold enough, it's a hot day, you're in a sort of an old man pub, you know, then then all beer is good. Yeah. Well, that's true, but I kind of think this time of year perhaps is the time when you'd have some leftover beers around, mm. perhaps haven't been, like, stored, handled correctly. They're not your favourite, but they're just kicking around. You don't want them to go to waste, so you kind of have to drink them, but you're not really going to enjoy them that much. Yeah. That's what I had with, like, the Richmond Premiership Carlton <laughs> um, draft slab from, like, ages ago. It was just in the laundry. I'm like, oh, God, these beers. <laughs> anyway, I, I didn't have them, um, but I kind of want – They're your retirement fund, aren't, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, well, maybe I should have kept them. But um, I wanted to research some ways that you can make cheap beer taste better. Okay. So I found some suggestions on a website called Birchbox – that's my side hustle yeah putting beauty hampers together (laughs) yeah um they had a few suggestions so we're going to try three of their suggestions okay i've got a cheap cheap question and kind of terrible i wouldn't never really get a carlton dry um just trying to get back at cub yeah from the previous fact but discontinuing continuing uh carlton cold perhaps Yes. Um, but if they do want to sponsor this podcast, it's a great drink and we're happy to try it with whatever we're doing now. Absolutely. Um, so let's have, you can have a, a little okay. taste of this. Little, just have a just sip. On its own. And give me a rating give a out of 10. Swirl around. Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. It's, you know, light. Okay, so out of 10. I'd give it a, it's a six. Okay. Yeah. So the first suggestion was beer salts, and they said, inspired by the Mexican tradition of putting salt and lime in beer, beer salts are simple and portable, way to enhance a crisp lager. The flavour is equal parts citrus and savoury. Think of a lightweight Michelada with both salt and lime balancing each other quite nicely. See, I'm really hoping we're going in the Michelada direction, because that is like... (laughs) Oh, Michelada. I mispronounced it. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean... I'm not Mexican, so maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Um... Okay, so I didn't have beer salts, so I'm, we're just going um, lime and salt. So, hang on, what are beer salts? Um, I think it's like citric acid and right, salt mixed right, together, right, so right, you right. can like carry that around. Gotcha, yeah, and just sprinkle yeah. it in you. Okay. So, I'm just sprinkling in the lime, just the salt. Just a squeeze of lime, lime, sprinkle of salt. Yeah, give yep. it a bit of a mix because I didn't have a spoon. Yeah, okay, yeah, swirl it around. See better straight away. Yeah, really good. Out of ten, yeah. uh, I'd I'd go like up to eight on that. Okay. Because yeah, I mean it reminds me of you know salt in a Corona because Corona is not a great beer, but you no. put a lime mm. lime in it, have a bit of salt, have it on a Mexican beach. Yeah. Hello. Um. So keep going. I'm <laughs> well, the next one is an apple juice shandy. Um, So apparently a shandy is any combination of beer and a sweet drink. So that can be a sparkling lemonade in Germany and they call that a Rattler. They add Sprite in Spain for a Clara or ginger ale in Great Britain for a shandy gaff, apparently. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know what the apple juice one is called. Maybe it's just a shandy, but apparently it's good. So put some apple juice. Again, fancy apple juice because all the places around here. (laughs) Fancy apple. So I think it's half, it said. Yeah, I'd say maybe a little bit more. Yeah, that's good. Okay, half, half. 
apple juice shandy. Mm, not a big fan of that. Mm, so it's worse than the That's worse original? than the beer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bit sweet. Sweet and not sweet. I don't know, yeah. Okay. Bit funny. All right, so the next one. The next one is grapefruit juice. And they said, if you're looking for something with a little more oomph, this will hit the spot. The ingredient ratio is a little different. One part beer to three parts grapefruit juice. Okay. <laughs> but you'll want to adjust it to taste since the grapefruit juice is so potent. We, rem- we recommend sipping this one on hot and humid evenings. So I freshly juiced this grapefruit Oh, so earlier. it's fresh. Yep. Okay. Give that one a go. Thank you. I mean, you can't really taste the beer. Exactly, yeah. But it cuts through, because I find grapefruit juice a bit much. Yeah. So it's actually pretty good. It's that a, is a, refreshing. Good, a good thing to add to grapefruit juice. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like, yeah, if your kids feel like it's a bit tart for them, yeah. just uh, <laughs> pour in a bit of cut and dry. Uh, don't do that ever. Thank you. Um. Okay, so I, I expected you to not like any of them and prefer the beer. So very interesting that you prefer the um, lime and salt. Uh, the lime and salt, I, that takes it up to, yeah. I'm gonna I'm still going. I'm going to say nine on that. Oh, wow. But okay. Grapefruit, like seven. Yeah. Beer itself, six. Apple, four. Yep. Well, good to know if you have any beers kicking around <laughs> after Christmas and New Year's. Hand me a lime. Um, okay, well, this is Ingredipedia, so I feel like we should talk about beer as an ingredient mm. in cooking. Um, what's your favourite thing to cook beer with? Um, I don't know if I've used it that much. I cook scones with beer. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really think of anything else. So, yeah, you've used it in sort of doughs as the rising agent, yeah. which is kind of how it works in soda bread or Beer, beer bread works in beer batter like that. Oh, yeah, beer batter. And yeah, there's like slow braises, like a dark beer, like a Guinness and ale kind mm. of beef. That's fine. I didn't, it was, it's kind of summery here. I didn't really feel like making that stuff. Um, and I probably actually, when I thought about it this week, I, I spoke about my favorite recipe with beer in it um, last episode. Oh, yeah, the ham. Julia Busutul Nishimura's ham glaze, which has got uh, like half a cup of, of IPA in it. Um, so I had to find something new. I wanted to beat that and also make myself a cute little snack uh, for the for the holiday period. So uh, what goes better with beer than anything in the world? Um, ooh, chips, peanuts. You got on the second try, nuts. Oh. But beer nuts, disappointingly, don't have beer in them. I read about beer nuts. Like, we don't really talk about beer nuts here, do we? I mean, you can buy it. You can get them. It's like, called beer nuts. Yeah. They're like... So, they're like just like really salty. Super salty. Yeah, Sometimes okay. it's a mix of nuts. Sometimes it's... Yeah. I think that's when you buy the nuts from the snack section of the supermarket. But from like just my upbringing, I've just been taught to buy nuts from like the cooking section. Oh, right. So, I always get the like no, not as salty to, fun ones. you got to go to the salty, mm. salty... Yeah. Okay. So... um. But they're great. They go mm. well with beer, but they don't include beer. So uh, I have found this recipe uh, for beer glazed nuts. Yum. I found it on taste.com.au. It's pretty simple. Um, you basically, you take uh, two cups of raw mixed nuts, 
a little mix here. I had some macadamias. Don't eat it yet. Um, macadamia nuts, some walnuts, some almonds, some Brazil nuts. Uh, fancy. Half a cup of beer. Now, I used a Paloma Sour from White Rabbit. Um, that's what I had in the fridge. I had yeah, another nice. plain one, but I thought the sour might be good. Um, half a cup of that. Half a cup of brown sugar. Uh, and then you... So you mix the sugar and beer on the stove. You boil it down until it's really syrupy. You mix it through the nuts. Sprinkle it with salt. I added a little bit of paprika. Added a little bit of uh, rosemary. Yeah. Just to give it a little bit of savory vibe. A um, little bit more salt. Put it in the oven for 20 minutes. You stir it a couple of times and makes these delicious glazed nuts, Emily, if you Amazing. want to give them a try. They're really sticky and nice. Yeah, they're super sticky. Also, that beer, the the uh, Paloma Sour Ale, uh, mm-hmm. according to White Rabbit, um, it has a sweet and sour balance derived from the use of agave syrup and partial acidification. So it's a little bit acidy. We thought that might cut through the sugar a little bit. Mm. It doesn't really come through in the flavor. No, but they taste really nice. They're like salty and sweet mm. and sticky. Um, it's <laughs> like a whole whole thing. It's like a yeah, little biscuit made of nuts. together those, like it's a delicious. sort of peanut brittle kind of mm. vibe, but with beer in it. Yeah, I can't really taste the beer. Maybe it's a little bit of sour. Mm. Yeah. But yes, they're very good. I'm so, going to drink this with my poor, poor man's Carlton Dry. I want to talk interesting flavoured beers. Yes. Novelty-ish, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I've got an interesting thought exercise for you. Okay. If you had to turn Ingridopedia into a novelty beer, oh. what kind of flavour would it be? Um, I think, well, I feel like just the, the plain old like dad beer part of it would come from me, mm. but then it would have some sort of like fairy floss. Yeah, it'd be like Cheezel and Fairy Floss beer. Cheezel beer sounds good. I actually don't like Fairy Floss, so incorrect there. I was thinking like anchovy beer oh, yeah. could be good. I'd be up for that. Yeah, and I researched Does it. Does it exist? No one's doing it. Why were you giving this away for free? I know. Some people on homebrew forums have been like talking about how good it would be, but I don't think anyone's ever done it that I, that I know of. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was thinking, think back to our first episode. Uh Pickle? Pickle. Yeah. Pickle beer. Pickle beer. I, well, I had some pickle beer. Ah. Which one? Uh, garage. Oh, yeah, that's the on one again. I want to talk about. Garage Project. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, can I tell you, I took it to a party on Saturday night and I was like, hey, I've got pickle beer. And everyone's like, why do you have pickle beer? And nobody wanted to drink much pickle what? beer. So I drank all the pickle beer oh, myself. Well, I've got some more pickle okay, beer. Okay, great. To drink. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I was looking for something interesting to drink. That's the one. Drink um, at Black Arts and Sparrows. Yeah, and I was that's like, where oh, I got pickle it. beer. All the little smiley pickles are smiling at me. I'm yeah, definitely mate, getting that. that. Yeah, I must have sub, like subconsciously been thinking about this episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Brewed by Garage Project, which is a small brewery out of Wellington in New Zealand. Wellington in New Zealand, and it's a cucumber dill pickle sour. Um, on the can, it kind of says, a clean, refreshing sour beer inspired by the burger's classic companion, the dill pickle. Naturally kettle soured and infused with cucumber, dill, and pickle spice. This quirky, refreshing beer would be the perfect playmate for the classic cheeseburger, fish burger, or any other pickle-loving burger offering. Mm-hmm. Ingredients are interesting too. Malt, hops, yeast, water... Cucumber, coriander seeds, mustard seeds, dill seeds, fresh dill, habanero chili, kosher salt. 
I didn't. I didn't taste the chili. Mm. Everything else kind of makes sense. Um, so I know you've already tasted this, but before I taste it for the first time, <laughs> yep. I want to share some reviews of off the internet with our listeners. Okay. Jared says, "Bloody love this beer. Perfect post-workout refresher. Get them salts in." Yeah. Which reminds me of pic- what you said yeah, in the pickle, pickle episode. And you know what? That pickle juice has, you know, this years ago we talk about it now. I see it all the time on the sidelines of sporting. Really. Um, yeah, yeah. Sp- What's it called? Sp- like, uh, I don't know. It's the same. It's like that bright yellow pickle juice that I was trying to get a bottle of. Oh. Yeah, I see it like You're on, before your time. I, I know, right? I should be in the fitness department of the Carlton yeah. Football Club because you were saying that pickle juice could be used as like a sports drink, a sports drink. Of the electrolytes yeah. and stuff. It's take it's taken off. Perhaps the same could be said for the beer. Well, I think <laughs> you know. Have you been working out today? I went for a run. I mean, yeah. Th- hey, there you go. That's more than I've done. <laughs> Um, Jan says, if you like pickles, fair enough, but it's not for me. <laughs> Thank so, you, Jan. Maybe Jan was at a party with me on Saturday. <laughs> and A says, legit tastes like juices from a pickle jar. That review made me very excited to try it. And to compare, I also have brought along a jar of pickles. <laughs> yeah. So we can drink the pickle beer and then have some pickle juice to compare. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you've already had the pickle beer. So I mean, you can I'm, just have the juice. I'm always happy to go, <laughs> okay. go for more. Okay. Thank you. Mm, so sour. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I love sour beers. Yeah, same. I loved it then. I love it now. I say, bad luck, Glenn. I'm not going to share my pickle <laughs> beer with you ever again. It does remind me of drinking pickle juice. Mm. My favorite, One of my favorite pastimes. Okay. That is a... Satisfying sound, isn't it? It is. All right, let's drink some pickle juice. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's not as intense as um, the beer. Obviously, isn't as intense. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not <laughs> cramping tonight. <laughs> um, we just need some cheeseburgers or something. <laughs> Um, so pickles, delicious in a burger or a beer, obviously by themselves, straight from the jar with a pickle brine chaser. Genius. All right. Australians are renowned as beer drinkers, are we not? Yeah. It's kind of, it's basically, we're we're basically a meme thanks to the Simpsons and like Paul Hogan's ads for beer that, like for Foster's, which is a beer that no Australians actually drink. Um, but how much beer do we actually drink? Do you think we're actually kind of up there in the global stakes, would you guess? Um, as in like per average per... Yeah, per capita. Um, I would say we are because it's like mainly warm mm-hmm. and yeah, it's such a part of our psyche. But yeah. maybe places like... Ooh, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to throw some some countries at you. I'm going to play a little game. Maybe warm places, I reckon. Warm. Well, let's just see. Okay. Okay, so we're going to play a game. It's called More or Less. Okay. So I'll name a country. You tell me whether Australians drink more than them or less than them um, per capita. So liters per capita. I'll, and I'll start, I'll start by telling you because I don't think the... The actual amount doesn't make a lot of sense, but Australians drink 
75.1 litres of beer per person per year. Oh, 75, 75 litres per person. per person per year. That's the that's the raw data. Yeah. That's the raw number. Okay, I'm going to throw some countries at you. I'm going to have it's basically like a world cup of beer. Yeah. So, yeah, more or less. Where do we actually sit? So, um, speaking of the World Cup, Argentina just won. Argentina, more or less. Um, more. You think we drink more? Or no, they drink I think more? I think they drink more. You think they drink more? Okay, they don't. Okay, they drink less. Forty-four point one liters. Per oh. capita per year, uh, the USA would we drink more or less than them? I reckon less because there's lots of like religious stuff happening. That's actually true. Mm. Yep, we drink we drink more beer than the USA. They're on seventy two point seven, comparable. Um, the UK, would you say that we drink more or less? I'm gonna do the opposite to my theory, but I reckon we drink less than them because they don't have as much to do because they're just inside all the time and they drink warm beer. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> we do drink more beer than the UK. Oh, I, I got that wrong. Uh, I, I'm getting it mixed up on how uh, to say yeah, it. Sorry. I don't know how to say more, it. So we drink, yeah, UK 70.3 litres and we're at 75. Okay. So we drink more than the UK. Yeah. Which is what you were saying, I think. No. Okay. Well, I was giving you that one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not scoring. Uh, how about Ireland? Oh, this is just like because they invented Guinness. Yeah. And okay. like, I'm you know anybody who's been to Ireland goes, oh, Guinness tastes different. Okay. There. It really does. We drink less than the Irish. Correct. Ninety point two liters. The Irish. Oh wow, they're up Really there. go for it, and you would because it's very good there. Um, Germany. Okay, we drink less than Germany. We drink a lot less than Germany. 99 yeah. litres per capita. Uh, I mean, they invented Oktoberfest. Yeah. So, um, but That's yeah. just an Oktoberfest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> um, okay, they're going to throw this one at you. Czech Republic. Oh, I don't think I know a lot about the Czech Republic. Mm. I can't like place in my head what that means. Well, let me tell you something about Czech Republic. They drink a lot of beer, 140 litres, so like what almost double so us. Uh, don't know. I didn't okay. do that research. But um, yeah, so all up, Australia is in 17th place. We're behind most of like Western Europe, really. So ahead of us, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the top five are Czech Republic, Austria, Romania, Germany and Poland. Um, mm. Namibia sneak, sneaks in at six. It's the only African nation there. Then Ireland, Spain, Croatia, Latvia, Estonia, Slovenia, Netherlands, Bulgaria. So, so like, yeah, Western yeah, Europe. Right. Absolutely. And, and actually, there's Eastern Europe there as well. Um, yeah, lots. So, yeah, we've, we're just under Slovakia, just ahead of Lithuania. Um, you know, there, there are countries that make a lot of sense that are, that don't drink much beer at all. Indonesia's 0.7. You know, it's a Muslim country. Uh, India, again, a lot of, uh, a lot of Muslim um, the population there, Malaysia, Uganda, Tanzania, um, yeah, a, a lot of it is, is kind of based on religion and culture. Um, so yeah, it's not so much about heat, uh, mm. more about, I guess, culture, but yeah, we, uh, we're kind of in the middle. Um, so yeah, but you know, and, and really behind most of Europe and it doesn't look like we'll be catching them anytime soon. According to a Roy Morgan poll from the middle of this year, 2022, Beer is on the slide. So beer lost ground in the last 12 months with uh, 6,666,000 Australians, or 33%, now drinking beer, down 2.3 percentage points uh, on a year ago. So less 
428,000 less Australians, fewer Australians are drinking beer. Um, uh, beer did enjoy an increase of consumption during the pandemic, but like it's actually uh, sort of everything bumped up a little bit, but market share has been taken by uh, ready to ready to drinks yeah. uh, RTDs um, led by hard seltzer which has grown to record popularity I've they, still never had one of them some in the fridge <laughs> grab some in a minute uh, so yeah so it's it's sliding RTDs are taking over uh, wine is actually the most consumed alcoholic drink in Australia not beer mm. we're much bigger wine drinkers than we are beer drinkers so I think that based on that Australia might need another meme yeah for sure well, we work in advertising. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's meme it up. So that's it. That is it. You can vote for whose facts you found most interesting on our Instagram. Um, ben, congratulations. You won the last episode. The? Wow. <laughs> Did oh you really God. not know Was that? it Julia, Julia Ostro's ham? I think it was. And I think it was your ham picture. That was yeah, a beautiful well, picture. Thank you. It was, my, it was my best my best recipe and my best photo. Mm. Really brought my A game. And if you want to leave us a little review, that would make our year. Five stars only. Yeah. Please. Needless to say. <laughs> and you can also follow us on Instagram or TikTok. We're at Ingredipedia on both of them to see some little pictures or some kooky videos that we put up about all the weird stuff we make. Might even share my beer nuts recipe. Yeah, do it. All right. Thanks for listening.